full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Okay, we are back with another episode. It is episode 29 of Movie Memories Podcast. It's the podcast where myself, Michael, and co-host Jeff, who is here with me. No, not going to say anything. Okay. Well, every time I do, I end up talking over you. That's why I was like, eh, I'll just, I think I'll what just I'll do in the, you know, we get into the rhythm. Like we've done 29 episodes of this. We started out where like every episode we were explaining what this is. And then we did somewhere we didn't. And, and then so <laughs> even after 29, I guess we don't have a perfect rhythm. But we'll so yeah. keep guessing. That's how we should do it. Yeah. Jeff yeah. is here with me. And what we do is we challenge each other to recall some of our favorite movies. Um, we have to do this from memory, right? So we haven't watched the movie right beforehand or anything like that. Nobody knows what's coming at them. And, and then uh, after they try to recall the movie, we go back and we rewatch it and talk about our favorite parts and what we missed and all that jazz. So are you ready? I'm going to challenge you. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this like this one, I had a different movie in mind and then I had, and then I just, I don't know, whenever I was looking at our list, this one just stood out to me and we haven't done this in a little bit. And maybe it's since like the stretch of January to like May is just barren of any sort of themes through the year except for maybe like st patrick's day you know valentine's day like oh god there's nothing really to like just <laughs> you know easily like like oh that's perfect for this time so so yeah okay you ready for a quote i feel like i don't know what it is but go ahead okay all right fine then we're going to make a new rule whenever i'm in here and you hear me typing or whether you don't hear me typing Whatever the fuck you hear me doing, when I'm in here, that means I am working. That means don't come in. Now, do you think you can handle that? Is this as good as it gets? No. No? No. Oh, man. Hold um, on, hold on, hold on. That sounds like Jack Nicholson in that movie. Like, it. Well, okay. You got part of it right. It is Jack Nicholson. Uh, okay. Do you think you know? Is it The Shining? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, it sounds like Jack Nicholson for some reason. <laughs> I, I thought about doing a Jack Nicholson impression, but I decided not to. <laughs> I was like, which so movie is a little too a typewriter? Yeah, typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like Shining. when everybody's arguing with her for just a moment. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, starting to get a little stir crazy. Oh, I'm a little excited for this. Yeah, so like uh, that's why I was like it jumped out at me and I was like, you know what? I bet he would enjoy it. I haven't seen it in a really long time, so I'm not going to be really of any help to you other than just kind of guiding along the synopsis a little bit. So <laughs> Wow, I, it's funny cuz I I want to say this past year I just finished the book and oh, really? Chrissy, yeah, Chrissy's listening to the Audible of it. And I think she finished it too, but like the book yeah. and the movie are completely. And the other reason it stood out to me is literally just last episode, we were talking about some Stephen King and I was like, yeah. oh, perfect. We just talked about Stephen King. Let's, <laughs> let's do a Stephen King. Yeah. Oh. And it's, it is one of those, like we talked about in the last episode, 
it's not Stephen King's The Shining or like anything Stanley like that. Kubrick's it's just Shining. The Shining. Yeah, yeah. And exa- exactly. <laughs> and in this case, because Stanley Kubrick is so prolific, pro- yeah, pro- prolific, prolific, yes, prolific. <laughs> he is uh, prolific. Um, that it's his movie. It is, but it just happens to be an adaptation of Stephen King book, which I don't know how many pages it is. is wow. It? Yeah. Um, if it's a big one or not. I can just like, I don't know if I'll be able to get all of it, but yeah, like the scenes really, they really do stand out visually. Right. So I'm like, I can see it. I can, I can see the opening. Okay. Yeah. Like just, well, let's, uh, let's start there. How does it yeah. open? It opens with the camera, uh, like basically following the Torrances in a car driving yeah. in the Rockies. Man, you already got their names. Like, I couldn't remember their names. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen this in probably like minimum 10 years. So I think I watched it last year. I don't know. So I'd like to watch anyway. it. Uh, it's following the Torrances, and it's a uh, pretty sure this is an aerial view mm-hmm. That's of right. the Rockies. And I don't remember if there's a lake or not. It feels like there's a lake in the shot. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, flying. It's, it's over. a mountainscape. Yeah, it's a mountainscape. It's flying over them, and you can hear the music. Um, yeah, I I would totally do it right now. I don't. It's anyway. kind of like this horn drumming, yeah. like drawl. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then the the title shows up, The Shining. Yes. Um. I don't remember. I think it, I'm pretty sure it does show them in the car at some point. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. But they eventually make it to uh, the hotel. And uh, yeah, this is where. See, this is the part that I'm not sure if Mr. Torrance meets with the hotel manager first while his family's there. Yeah, they're not there yet. It's just yeah, they're him. not. He it's just, just goes him. for the interview, right? Yep. That's what I thought. They're back he, in their apartment. Yeah. He interviews for the position, <clears throat> and this is where the manager tells him basically the job. It's yeah, like there's a certain amount of time out of the year during the winter when no one is at the hotel, but right. they need to make sure that things are running so that it's ready for the next season. Right. Yeah, because it's super secluded and it gets tons of snow, and yes. they can't keep the road open. Correct. Right. And Mr. Torrance is a writer, so this is a perfect situation. Yep. Like he'd be taking care of the hotel and he'd have time to write. Right. And and they're and they're alone. Like yes. there's no one to bother him. Yes. Yeah. Uh the I the interview is so bizarre as far as I don't know, it's just like a I don't know how to describe it compared to other scenes like this. Yeah. It is so stale. Super the, stale. Yeah. Between them, like the dialogue between them and yeah. just occasionally Jack just smiling and like, yeah, I totally got this. It, yeah. It's in the bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, uh, uh, this all sounds perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when I see movies with Jack Nicholson where like it's younger He's not like Jack that. Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's just, it's like I'm watching Jack Nicholson and then other times I'm like, oh yeah, he fits this role so perfect. Type yeah. Thing. It's weird. Yeah. Um, after that, I want to say that's when his family arrives. I don't know if there's much before 
Because I feel no. like the hotel tour was with all of them, or at least Mr. and Mrs. Torrance. Yeah. Briefly. Um, yes. So I think in the interview, he, the hotel manager does tell them like the one thing that kind of like sets the audience up, but says that, uh, he's like, I must warn you, like the people in Denver didn't tell you this, but I must warn you that, you know, one of the previous caretakers went crazy because you're so alone. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sturker is, he said, and he killed his wife and kids. And Jack was like, well, you don't have to worry about that with me. So don't worry about that. You know? <laughs> yeah. So no, no signs of that in my history, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it cuts to like the lobby area and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure Mr. Uh, Mrs. Torrance and, um, Oh, his name starts with a, is it Billy? Oh no. How do I not remember? Oh, the son. Yeah. Danny. Danny. Oh, wow. I knew, I knew I had a Y at the end. Yes. Um, Cause I can, I remember Jack yelling his name. Danny. Danny. Uh, they arrive, you know, this is kind of a boring part of the movie, but they go through and do a tour of it. And there's a plot point where they meet uh, Halloran, the yeah. Halloran. Yeah. In the kitchens and Halloran speaks to Danny and kind of explains the shining to him. It's yes. so if I remember it being so brief that yeah. if you're not paying attention in the movie, you'd be like, I don't know what they just talked about. Right. And so <laughs> before Danny and um, his wife, which is uh, uh, Wendy, yeah. um, before they arrive, Danny has a seizure back at their apartment, gets checked out. He's fine. And but then doesn't the doctor notice uh, bruises or yeah. something similar? Yeah. And he taught also like while they're at their apartment, while Jack is doing his interview and getting a tour of the hotel like he talks to himself in the mirror with this weird creepy voice oh i don't remember that it's very it's brief i i started re-watching it and then you know i ran out of time but um it's very brief but he talks to himself like do you think dad got the interview and then he points his finger and curls danny, his finger as he, danny does yes you're right yes, okay danny, yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes Yes, he already got the interview yeah, and he's about to call mom and tell her, kind of giving the audience like, oh, something's up with this kid. That's what's his face that lives in his mouth. <laughs> I forget, yes. Yeah, I, forget I don't name. remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's but then, it's, yeah, so yeah. Danny and Wendy show up to the hotel and start getting mm -hmm. shown around and then they meet, yes, yeah. the chef and they talk telepathically. There are some... The thing about Stanley Kubrick in this movie is he barely gives any indication to the audience that uh, Mr. Torrance is an alcoholic. Yeah, and barely yeah, I guess any has a information. His, yeah, but in the book, he for sure is. Uh, but in the movie, like that scene with Danny that you're talking about in the apartment. Yeah. And then later on, he's like, I don't really drink. And then he orders like a certain thing at the bar, you know. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, but I was just, that was just reminiscing about that. I was like, I don't, I don't think he really talks about it at all. Yeah, not that I movie. remember. And also apparently he like, the reason he lost his job as a teacher uh -huh. is because he has a, 
like yeah. the short temper. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, cut back to uh, Halloran's talking to Danny. Uh, they show the whole hotel to everyone and then mm-hmm. cut to uh, Danny on the tricycle going around the hotel. Is more or less the next part, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, he does. I think Danny does ask Halloran about room 237, like what happened, because Danny can sense, like, sense that there's something wrong. Like they did when they go by that room that he didn't like that. I room. need to watch that. Yeah. Now I'm looking forward to watching this because I don't remember that being brought up before he sees it. Does he see it before he even talks to Halloran? Uh, no, I think it's whenever they. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they go around the hotel and Danny could tell something was wrong. Okay. And he could tell whenever he had the when he's talking with Halloran with the telepathic link that they could that he knew something was wrong with that room. So he asked them specifically right. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, this is another problem is I can't remember the order of all of the events because I know yeah. at one point, you know, uh, there's scenes Woo. of jack typing and then there's a scene of like it showing all the things that he wrote or typed out it just says jack is a dull boy like no yeah like uh all work no play makes all jack a dull work boy. And no play yeah. makes jack a dull boy and uh <laughs> wendy looking around being all happy like mm-hmm. ridiculously calm and happy all the time yeah like, that's her main <laughs> right. purpose in the story is to be that person and it just shows i think it contrasts well with jack just going insane yes um and what else the room the the point where jack goes into room two, 237 mm-hmm. is that after danny like has a fit and like ends up sucking his thumb and is like in the room now. I don't remember. I feel like that happens and that's why he goes to that room. Yeah. Because he oh, I th- I think Danny goes into that room like doesn't first. a ball come out of it when he's playing Something. with his toys and then a room a ball comes out of it and the door is open and Danny Danny enters it. And then like it just cuts to another scene and it shows Danny. Oh man. Oh man, <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to help you through this one. So I would say, like, try and go through as much as you think. The you middle can is so remember. mushy to me. Like, yeah. I, I know all the things that happened to Jack, more or less. I know how the hotel basically uh, convinces him to f- do what the hotel wants him to do. Yeah. So it starts with him going into the bar and he's talking to the bartender uh, as if he's been there like been going there his whole life, you know, like he's yes. a regular, right? He orders his drink. He drinks his drink. He goes to the bathroom and he talks to the bartender there. And the bartender has a more nefarious attitude towards his family. And I don't yeah. remember the exact conversation, but after that is when Jack starts acting really weird. Yeah. And he, he just gets worse and worse. Mm hmm. And at some point when Wendy finds that all of the writing that he's been doing just says, you know, all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy is when Jack comes to her 
and basically tells her that he wants to just bash her brains in, bash yeah. them right the fuck in. <laughs> yeah. And she's that's when she hits him in the head and he falls down the stairs. She locks him in the pantry. Uh, and she's running around the hotel. The hotel freaks her out. Yeah. I skipped. I skipped a ton of stuff. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of this, like, it's almost, it's just a long. It's a build. Yeah, it's a lot of tension. Ver- yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a long version montage through a lot of the middle, where showing them all do doing different activities like mm-hmm. Jack uh, throwing a ball the against the, the wall. Yeah, against and, the wall. And meanwhile, while he stays inside, he never goes outside. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife and Danny, like they go out to the maze and play out there and do all this other stuff. And he just stays in and tries to write and kill time. Right. Yeah. And so um, I think that kind of like shows like that's why maybe she's not as affected by it. And he's driven more crazy because he never leaves. She should have said, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh the scene with uh, um, the twins, another another thing. It's like, come play with us, Danny. Yeah, come play with us, Danny. Forever and ever. Yeah. And then that brief cut uh, or the splice in of them dead in the ground with yeah. the axe. Yeah. And when Danny talks with Halloran, <clears throat> he does tell him that anything like the pictures and things that you see in this hotel, they're just pictures. They're like, uh, dreams or whatever. They can't hurt you in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So like not, not to worry and not to believe them. Like they can't hurt you. Mm -hmm. Uh, when things do start to go berserk, Danny, uh, Jack is stuck in the pantry and I'm pretty sure doesn't the hotel just open it for him? Mm-hmm. The door it unlocks yeah. it from the outside and opens it. Yeah, and Danny's trying to hide from his dad, and when he's doing that, doesn't he use the shining to basically get Halloran to come to his rescue? Yes, because because it cuts to Halloran in his waking room, up in his bed or whatever. Yeah, in his bed yeah. with two very large photos, like nude photos. In his room. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, he does hear Danny. And then he does like come to the hotel. I'm missing so much. Yeah. Like there's I can, a, there's I can so just feel doesn't. like there's this puzzle <laughs> and I'm missing all these pieces. <laughs> like, yeah. why isn't this connecting? That part um, of me like one, like hoped that you wouldn't do so good. <laughs> <laughs> just because this movie, I knew this movie, like it's so heavy and there's so much exposition in between scenes of gravity where there's like dialogue and action and things that like scoot the plot along and him going crazy. But, but also part of me was like, I bet he's going to do really well. Cause I bet this is a movie he's frequented. I have, I just can't remember what happens <laughs> when. Yeah. And it, and it is a long movie. There's it's like two and a half hours. The scenes with uh, the blood coming through the hallway yeah. or, uh, Red rum. Uh, yeah, red rum. I can't remember when that happens because I know that Danny, like, he walks into the room and he's just yeah. kind of whispering it at first. And then yeah. he takes, what, the lipstick and he writes it on the door backwards. And his mom 
uh, tries to figure out what's wrong with you, Danny. What's wrong with you? Doesn't she wake up yeah. and find him just screaming it? And then she looks in the mirror and she sees murder. Yeah. Um, is I feel like that's after Jack is locked in the pantry. I feel like she went to bed or something to that effect. Right. And after that, Jack comes out. He gets the axe. And I feel like Halloran comes and then of course he gets hit in the chest with the axe by his yeah, dad. Because I think initially Halloran tries to call the police to get them to go check it out. Yeah, but the roads are yeah. completely covered in snow and he yeah. has to use a snow cat to get there. Right. Um Yeah, I'm missing some stuff. Yeah. Like some filler. And I don't no. <laughs> I can't help you. Yeah. Anyway, Danny is running around. See, I can't remember how he gets separated from his mom. I know that okay, Jack comes back to the the main bedroom and Wendy hides in the bathroom. Jack tries to get in the bathroom with the axe. Yes. And he basically succeeds. I mean, he opens a giant gaping hole in the door, but she, uh, Wendy has a knife. She cuts his hand, I think, because he's trying to open the door yes. from the inside. And something prompts him. Oh, Halloran prompts him to leave. I'm pretty sure that's why he leaves right. the bedroom. And that's when he does the axe with Halloran. And then he's chasing Danny. Danny hides. And there's a scene where I think his dad is like at the end of the long hallway where the kitchen is and some of the other stuff. And he yells for Danny. Danny gets out of a cabinet or something to that effect. Yeah. And runs outside. Yes, runs into outside the mad, into, into the, the maze. maze. And this is where... Uh, Basically, it's just cat and mouse. Yes, he's just chasing Danny, Danny screaming out, at him. Yeah, Danny outsmarts his dad by backtracking his footprints in the snow. Yep. And Mr. Torrance just freezes to death because he gets lost in the maze. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, that he's smart enough to do so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's totally different from the book. Like, way different. Oh, how he escapes? Yeah, in the book, the it, I'm pretty sure his dad ends up in the boiler room and it explodes. Uh oh, <laughs> the freezing uh, part's better. Yeah. yeah. So in the blood part, I'm pretty sure happens towards the end. It's Wendy yeah. who witnesses it. Yeah, she witnesses a ton of crazy things as she's about to try and leave the hotel to go after Danny out mm -hmm. in the maze, and then Danny makes her way his way back to her, and they get in the snowcat. The snowcat. Yeah, the hotel really wanted to distract Mrs. Torrance with all of its wild stuff. There's yeah. a scene with uh, someone in like a pig costume um, giving fellatio to someone, but it's mm -hmm. shot from such a from far a away distant part of yeah, the yeah. You don't really know yeah. what you're seeing, right? Uh, and then she goes to the dining hall, and there's a bunch of skeletons sitting around, yeah. And yeah, there's a ton, ton of weird things in this movie. Yeah, I always thought it was weird 
like how long it lingers on his face when he's frozen. Oh. <laughs> and then it just cuts to it. Like it's just a stark yeah. cut. And where he drops, I do remember, he drops in the maze. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to like him in a different, totally different spot. And it was just yeah. frozen, but just sitting there. And it just lingers on him like, could you not show any anything else? It's just no. a, it's such a stark cut. So that's a shining, everyone. <laughs> yeah. But there's a thing that I don't know how it, it fits in because I haven't read the book. and Maybe you can enlighten me. But I do remember at the very end, it shows this like wall of photos from the hotel. Oh, it's unrelated. And then it yeah. zooms in on this one from like the 20s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Jack, well, what it's Jack Nicholson, but what appears to be Jack is in the front of the picture. I like to think that it's just like the hotel enveloping him and his soul. And now he's stuck in that photo forever. Oh, that's how I see it. I don't think of it as any kind of like time related thing or that maybe like there was someone before that looked like him. Right. That's what I was thinking is like every time it's like this, it's somebody who's basically him that goes crazy by the hotel. It's just like happens to be, Doppelganger after doppelganger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's The Shining, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's a quick out, movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, okay, so, I mean, to recap, it starts out with a teacher who got fired for his bad temperature or temperature. <laughs> he was a little hot. It, it was COVID. And <laughs> yeah. For his uh, temper, <laughs> he goes and interviews for a caretaker position to watch over a secluded hotel in the mountains over the winter. And due to the hotel's nature and seclusion, it slowly drives him crazy. And him and his family see all sorts of crazy, messed up stuff. And yeah, and he tries to kill his wife and child. I feel like I covered most of the plot, actually. I mean, yeah, like that's the plot. Like it's in a the nutshell. visuals that like yes, he, he draws out and brings you in with. Yeah, it's all the stuff in between, and that shows him going crazy. The mm-hmm. things that Danny sees, that Wendy sees, that especially Jack sees, that convinces him. Like, like you said, it's like the hotel is convincing him to do the thing. These yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, but it. I haven't seen it forever, but I know it's good. I know it's on like everybody's like top list. I know it was like lauded whenever it first came out. It's like a a modern horror classic. Um, But early on, like the way that it's kind of shot and stuff, it's like it's not until they get to the hotel. It's not particularly like amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like that whole interview scene and everything, even though I know it doesn't do a lot to drive the the plot along, it's, it's super dry. It is not really well written. The, all this. It's so dry. Their personalities are so stale and it's yeah. just like, a, who are these people? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley, if it wasn't somebody else, maybe they could have done the same thing, but I don't know if it would I, have the same impact. The way I think of it is like as a hook to draw you into a movie, it's a terrible one. Yes. That's what I think that's why it's just so stale. You're, you expect yeah. something more at the beginning of a film. Right to like keep you watching and that's just ugh. 
And Stanley Kubrick, like he, like his visual style, I think it really helps with that, that movie. Oh yeah. Like the tracking, the camera, um, behind the tricycle, you know, low. And from Danny's point of view, the impact of the ax. Yes. Camera following the path of the ax and stopping like that, like is so good. So good. And they don't do that very often anymore, but that just makes it feel like, Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) Uh, One of the things I do remember about this movie though, is I do not, I don't really like Shelly Duvall in the first place. And then Uh, like her in this, just like she had, yeah, she had the worst time making this movie. I've, I've watched a ton of like documentaries about this and she apparently Stanley Kubrick just laid into her on every scene and made her just, replay it over and over and over again and i think one of them was the the scene with the stairs like going backwards up the stairs he just oh, made yeah. her do it again and again with the bat trying to yeah, defend herself yeah. from because he wanted Jack. her to get hysterical and yeah. it kind of worked because he just wouldn't let up it was like just right. do it again and yeah but even that kind of makes sense because the feeling I get when I see her in her hysterics during the movie, she seems exhausted. Yes. Like, like when she's defending herself against him in the bathroom, holding the knife, like she holds it all flimsily. She like leans up against the wall. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, no, you're right. Like her exhaustion, I'm sure was deliberate. Yeah. And it just didn't. So it just made it hard to like, just be engaged by her, but that's just my own personal like opinion <laughs> on it. But I'm not saying it, uh, they could have probably gotten somebody better, but it's not like it makes the movie terrible or yeah. anything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, that's in the, in the book, she was supposed to be like, a. he describes her as like a cheerleader esque person. Yeah. Like weird. Typical blonde. Oh know, yeah. Yeah. You know, slight hearted. Everyone wanted to be with her kind of person. Yeah. All right. Well, since neither of us could remember it well enough, and this is your challenge, uh, we're going to go watch the movie. And I think I'm going to grab a snack while I watch it, but I really don't know what I want. Well, I don't know what I want. You got any ideas? We got canned fruits and vegetables. Canned fish and meats, hot and cold cereals, post toasters, cornflakes, sugar puffs, rice krispies, oatmeal, wheat thin and cream of wheat. Okie dokes, we had our snacks. We watched the movie, or at least one of us did. Yes. Because <laughs> we <laughs> definitely don't share a voodoo account. So that <laughs> it's never an issue for us to watch the same title at the same time. Yeah, Voodoo is very restrictive about how many people can watch this. I mean, we account. wouldn't know because we don't share. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Account. We don't take advantage of anything. It's fine. Yes, no, it's fine. Um, so yeah, I got to watch about a quarter of it, but you watched the whole thing, right? I did. Yeah, I did. And so uh, before I say anything, since this, this is your episode, uh, you know, what did you what did you think? Um, I have several things. I I wanted to point out oh, the main things that I missed. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually, you know what? I have an idea. It might uh, be like a speed run, but okay. if you can, 
Well, I wanted better speed run. I I pointed out the beginning for the most part. Yes, you got Uh, the beginning shot. Beginning, yeah. Then there's a lot of, there is a lot of filler as far as uh, from the opening when they, okay, the title cards, first of all, I want to get that out of the way because that was the first thing I noticed when I was watching the movie and I completely forgot that it was in it. (laughs) Me too. And I thought like, what the heck? This is kind of like dumb for a movie. It, it is. I, I, yeah. I didn't see there was any point to it at all. Zero. I know this movie is loved by so many people, but I was watching it and I was like, there's no point to this. In no. fact, I thought it made it a little worse because Chrissy and I were watching. Chrissy didn't make it through the whole thing, but yeah, Chrissy watched enough of it to be like, does this just take place? Like, There's one point when it says a month later, yes. and then it says Tuesday. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, why would it say Tuesday? And it just, and, and one of them is just like closing day. Yeah. Chrissy this. said, does this just take place over a week? Like when he goes insane. Right. And I was like, I guess like, why would I say yeah. Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the book, it's over several months. It's not yeah, just, I was going to say, you know, it's over several months because they say that the season ends in October and he goes yeah. up there at closing day and there's no snow. Right, so then right. there's tons of snow. So, you know, yeah. you know, there's the, at least the a month season. later. And then uh, on the TV, it says there's a storm coming. Like they talk about snow in yeah. every direction and there's a storm. And then I was like, well, I know there's snow. So that must be what the snow is going to be. And yeah, it went from Tuesday to Thursday to Saturday. And then it yeah. went to like 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And then I it, bet yeah. it's because once it gets to Tuesday, it's telling you that from that point, it yeah. is just a succession of days. Yes. But it is. up until that point, it was a still in my head. I thought that they would, you know, extend it a little further or I, yeah. I didn't really see the point. In it's the very cards. rare that title cards make or add anything to a movie. And if anything, like you said, if I feel like it detracts from it and makes it feel mm-hmm. a little cheesy, especially yeah, book ad- adaptations, it makes you feel very forced. It did. Yeah. I think it could be fine without it. Anyway, that and the crossfades that would just last for days. Like right. it would, it, the way that it was edited, I was like, yeah. what? The um, early dissolves. Um, yes. Like during the interview, going back and yeah. forth between him the interview, and his wife. To the apartment, yeah. back to the interview. Yeah. And then like. Yeah, back to the apartment I, again. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Those are little nitpicks I had. Yeah. Um, of course, like. The cinematography was great. I did For like the most that. Part. There was there was a lot of symmetry in almost every shot. Yes. In the movie, almost every yeah. shot. And then, like you said, the part with the axe. Yeah, so good. So good. So um, good. The set design. The majority of that hotel was in a studio, including the large really? room. Yeah, the large room where he's typing. Is yeah, the entirely lobby. in a studio. Oh, oh, yeah. that it is the lobby, I think, where he types. Uh, it's the or something. Oh, what like they that? call it the Kennedy? It wasn't the Kennedy Suite. It was a specific room when they're doing the walkthrough. He described oh, like they come out yeah, of the yeah, elevator, right. and he's and telling right like the yeah the guy's telling him. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that was in a studio until we watched it. When they're going through it, there's that parallax again. If you uh, look through the windows, out the window, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's that's a set." Oh my god! Right. And that never occurred to me before because of how bright it was in there. Mm. Like, 
it feels like sunlight, but it was, I read that the lights in there actually caught the place on fire and they were lucky to use it again for uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the tomb. Oh, it was the same yeah. set. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It's funny because anyway. I just, coincidentally that you said that, um, I started watching Raiders last night. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I literally yeah. started watching it last night. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually considered Har- Harrison was one of the people they considered for Jack. Yes. I, I just delved I into the trivia that. for this. Yeah. Um, okay, back to where I was I missed a lot. Yeah. So as I was watching this, I kind of realized that room 237 is the turning point in the whole film. When, after when, Danny, uh, Danny, goes when Danny goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything after that is the spiral. Mm-hmm. Like ever, it just leads to everything else that happens. Right. Right. So Danny goes in, Wendy finds Jack in that room where he's typing asleep on the floor. And he's like screaming. He's yelling. He's like, ah. yeah, oh, yeah. he was on, he was on his desk, but he ends up on the floor. Right. Um, when he comes to him and then he describes how he had a nightmare about chopping her up into little pieces. Yes. Jack did. Right. Yeah. Jack did. Yeah. And Wendy's consoling him when Danny walks in and, you know, the camera stays behind Danny the whole time. Yes. And when, Wendy goes to him, he has a mark on his neck and she doesn't know why. So she assumes mm-hmm. Jack that Jack used has him violent again because mm-hmm. he did it once when he had been drinking right. and he yanked on his arm, pulled his arm. Yeah, yeah. Out of its socket. Uh, so then Jack goes to the golden lounge and has yeah. a drink at the bar with Lloyd, who turns out to be uh, Tyrell from Blade Runner. I don't know if anyone knows that Tyrell from Tyrell Corporation. It's the same actor. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it huh. blew my mind. I was watching. It, I was like, is that is that that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, I see his face, but then I, you know, wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah. same guy. And I was wrong. It's not it's two different actors, the the bartender and then later Grady. I yeah, Grady. For some reason you I thought, thought it was the same, same guy. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was the same guy. That would make and for I thought, it to be interesting. Right. And I thought that the scene where he went into the bathroom with Grady was like right after this. Yeah. But it isn't. When he's I, at the bar, Wendy shows up hysterical because Danny told her about room two three seven. There's a woman yes. in there. It's, yeah. And he's not first, listening to her like he's still straight staring straight ahead he when he turns to her he's like are you out of your goddamn mind yeah <laughs> I, I laughed out loud because he's you know it's jack nicholson it's him yeah um so he goes he looks at room 237 of course you know there is a woman in there and it's yes an old naked de- decomposing yeah. naked woman yeah he totally denies it when he goes to see wendy later he's like there's nothing in there nothing at all yes of course because like he starts kissing her right yeah he's just yeah. like it's there's nothing in there i don't know what's like what yeah. you thought it was and then she's like well then we have to take danny to a doctor we have to get out of here and that's what sets jack off because he's like well you think you i'm gonna it. get another job in colorado like what do you think's gonna happen i'm right, gonna exactly. lose this yeah. job we're not gonna get paid yeah do you think and he gets one for one yeah. second about my responsibilities to my employer exactly. and all. yeah <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
he leaves in a fit of rage and yeah. starts kicking things and tearing things off of counters in the kitchen. And uh, I think Wendy more or less locks her and Danny in their room. Well, not really yeah. locks, but, you know, keeps them in there because they don't yeah. want to leave because she's afraid. And some time goes by. Danny is now Tony. He's like, Danny's not oh, coming out. Tony Danny. says, Tony. yeah. Yeah. It's like Danny is not here. Right. Uh, eventually, Wendy decides she wants to leave the room and she goes down to where Jack was writing. That's when she finds the papers that say, all work, Jack no play. Boy. Yeah. Make Jack a dull boy. And this is still one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The interaction between uh, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall here. I love Where this he's scene. stalking her and she has the bat. Yeah, he he's just like, what are you doing? And yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, that's just the best. Scene. Because like there is a certain <clears throat> point in this movie where it does seem like, OK, yeah, Jack Nicholson's the right person to roll. Mm -hmm. But when he's trying to be a normal person. He, he doesn't seems feel crazy. normal. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, so then it's very distracting, but then whenever he's supposed to be a little, going a little crazy and maniacal, he fits really well. So yeah. at that point, I, I agree. Like from kind of when he starts to go crazy on, it's like, yeah, I love him in the role early yeah. on. Early on. No, weird. like even, even during the interview, just when so the weird. guy, yeah, when the general manager says, I just need to tell you something that happened here. And then he describes how he goes, the guy well, I'm intrigued. Well, like right <laughs> yeah. before that, like he has no expression at all. When he oh. tells them that they're killed with an axe, he's like, hmm. yes. Yeah. And <laughs> I noticed I, I figured out one thing that just makes Jack Nicholson's face like feel uncanny. Some something weird is that mm -hmm. with his natural eyebrow arch oh yeah he looks like he's making furrowed eyebrows without his lids changing so when he's talking and his eyebrows actually do extra curl and you can see the wrinkles on his forehead but his eyelids don't widen yeah that's what i noticed that i was like oh that's what's unnerving about his face and yeah. hard to tell what his true emotion is because his eyelids never shift yeah exactly it's interesting <laughs> I was thinking about after I watched that scene, like how he has no expression and then it cuts back to the manager. He finishes the story, it cuts back to Jack. And he's like, wow, well, that's crazy. Uh, like, that, that's, yeah, a, that's not me. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that with me. Exactly. And that's what he says. Yeah. It's like, I feel like even Normal Stephen King, be like, my God, I'm pretty sure Stephen King even pointed it out. He's like, well, in this film, Jack's crazy from the beginning. Like, <laughs> can yeah. tell with jack nicholson right um where was i going with that that he was with shelly duvall and stalking her and then right. what happens um right after that she knocks him out drags him into yep. the pantry um, the pantry oh what i missed when wendy's in the room like in the bedroom with danny that's when yep. he goes back to the the lounge or the gold room. And that's when he sees like a whole party happening with tons oh, right. of people. Yes. And he feels like he fits in. Then he runs into Grady. Grady spills stuff on him. Says, yeah. sir, let me just get some water on that, sir. And yeah. Wipe that off. 
and that's when they go to the bathroom and uh he talks about getting rid of basically his wife and yeah because doesn't he like that's when he questions his resolve he's like i don't mm-hmm. know if you're capable or ready to do what must be done or, you yep. know or like what you know must be done and then and he's he talking said, about killing him yeah. he's like did you know that your son danny is trying to get help from an outside party yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like a, oh uh, i didn't know that psychologist or whatever yeah, yeah. psychiatrist yeah yeah it seems pretty good um they i've even seen uh youtube videos from guys talking about how they break that line there because you know he's behind the camera is behind jack but yeah. you see the front of grady and then it flips on the other side uh-huh. when he realizes who he is he's like you're grady aren't you he's like, yeah. i know i know who you are you used to be the manager here uh, he's like you. no <laughs> yeah. i know i know. he's like you were the manager here you've always been the yeah. manager here <laughs> that's what he says yeah, to jack yeah. and then that reminded me about the picture you were talking about yeah, at the end yeah, of the yeah. movie i was like oh, you know whatever i don't know i don't know why he's in the picture but um, um i wonder i don't know why this sounds familiar but maybe it's not like is the ho is the lodge in this life and this experience like purgatory and it's jack that, has always been in there and he's just so, reliving it through different lives i was reading uh more trivia yeah. So when uh, Kubrick approached Stephen King about doing this movie, uh, there was something that Stephen asked um, Kubrick, and it ended yeah. up being more or less like, "It's like people are, of course, afraid of death." And he's like, "No, there are people that are afraid of worse things than death." Yeah, he says, uh, "Do you believe in hell?" And I think Kubrick said, "No." He says, well, some people do. And this and that was what made Kubrick like realize what this movie was. Yeah. It wasn't about dying. It was about like something worse than death. Yeah. And the Overlook Hotel was that. Right. <clears throat> so in a way, it's like a purgatory slash place yeah, yeah. you can never leave. I feel like I remember <laughs> reading something about like after I had mentioned seeing him in the photo that like there's an original person who went crazy and killed Mm -hmm. his family and and then it ended there like it's always been him but reliving that nightmare over and over in his death yeah there's enough suggestion in the movie exactly yeah they talk about how the overlook was built on a uh, Native American burial ground. Of course. So it's like yeah, of course. Easy cop out. <laughs> like <laughs> poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's haunted. Oh, that explains everything. Yeah, there <laughs> were more know, dead like, people here before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that explains it all. Um, but then, like they they oversell that with the like the set design. You know, all of the artwork yeah. on the walls, the carpet, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Uh, when when uh, Jack is chasing Danny, they intercut that with Wendy seeing all the crazy stuff in the hotel. Oh, yes. And she does it in secession. So I did get something wrong. Like whenever I was like, oh, and you don't see the blood down the hall until the end. Right. It repeats at the end. It does repeat at the end. Yeah. Um, like it happens really early for some reason. There's like this little 
quick blip of a montage unprompted. I want to say that they use two different camera angles for it because the oh, yeah, first yeah. time I you don't see think it, it's the same. The first time you yeah. see it is from a low level Correct. like towards the ground and it's Danny's point of view because Danny's yes. the one that like has the vision has of the it. Vision. Yep. The second time you see it, it's a higher vantage point. I think it's from Wendy's point of view. Yeah. Yeah, I say it's unprompted, but like those visions occur. And then all of a sudden Danny's laying on the bed with a doctor checking him. They don't actually say like, show you what occurred to Danny. It's just suddenly he was there and then brushing his teeth. And then suddenly his mom was trying to wake him up and a doctor's checking him after having those visions. Yeah. But yeah, but then it repeats later and she sees all these things in quick succession as she's. Yeah, as she's running trying to around. Get out. She's trying yeah. to find Danny, and she doesn't yes. realize Danny's outside of the hotel already. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's The Shining. <laughs> that is The Shining. It's a, I mean, yeah, like we said before, it's in a nutshell about a man who goes crazy and kills yep. his family in isolation at this thing. And the hotel is shows him stuff and coerces I, him into doing it. I think I want to research more about what Kubrick wanted out of this film because I know yeah. he did so many takes with all the actors. Yeah, interesting. And then you look back at what he chose to keep. Yeah. It's like, what did you want? Like, Jack, like we both said, I feel like Jack, they made him out to look crazy even before, yeah. you know, he went crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was on purpose or if it was Jack Nicholson's acting. Yeah. I don't know. I think think it was a little (laughs) bit of Jack Nicholson's acting. It's just hard to get past his voice and his, his inflections. It always feels like he speaks like doing a double act. Like he's Mm -hmm. the character in the film is actually trying to act happy when he's acting happy. Like he isn't actually happy. It's almost sarcastic the way he smiles Mm -hmm. and, you know, talks to people. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's not really asking. He's just doing it. It seems like the <laughs> scheme here would be great. So I only watched like a quarter of it, but it was enough to remind me that kind of leading up to the point in which they're alone at the hotel, it feels like Kubrick phoned it in, like cinematography wise. The I I get it. Steadicam wasn't around yet, but <laughs> even the helicopter shots were kind of a little shaky oh, yeah. and they a were little shaky. off and, and a little off target. And yeah. like you said, the, the dissolves in the interview. That was another thing Chrissy said at the very beginning, she's like, this looks like an opening for one of your videos you did on YouTube. <laughs> <With> the crawl, <laughs> yeah. the, like the credit crawl that went up. Oh, was right. Like, yeah. It's like it does. Music, looks like it was Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> like the music, I feel like. I don't know. I know there's, it's supposed to be ominous and stuff. And like, you know, you're watching a scary movie, but didn't fit the tone of the beginning of the movie at all. And all of it just felt everything felt like everything was bland. The dialogue was super bland, even Mm -hmm. Shelley Duvall's part and all that stuff and driving into the hotel. So it wasn't until they get to the hotel and they're alone that they actually, it seems like you mentioned, you can tell that there's very intent symmetry and the way that they line up, line up points of view and perspective and all that, like it changes and maybe it was on purpose or maybe Kubrick was like, I'm really more interested in this part of it. I'll have to be more right. hands on and you just, <laughs> I just need you to get these shots 
while we focus on other stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's it for me. Like, that's what I noticed big. That's the biggest thing. And so then it kind of set this tone for me. Like, uh, I don't know if this was as good as I remember it to be like visually. Because, I kept thinking that after I watched it, I was yeah. like, I was trying to imagine myself back when this movie came out. I'm yeah. sure that I would have been very impressed. Right. And I'm thinking about it now, having watched it again. And I'm like, there are so many things I would change. Yes. And I think and this is the type of movie they could do The Shining again. Yeah. they. I mean, they tried with the miniseries. Yeah. But um, I mean, like there's some talented directors out there. There's probably there's some good actors and actresses that would probably be great in the roles. Mm -hmm. So I think they the, could do it. Anytime they tried to show that uh, he was using like telepathy and that uh, that wild half step tone they used on the, I guess it was a violin. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I understand you want the tone of this film to be <laughs> scary, but what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when I was younger and I saw this movie, I didn't realize Danny had any kind of telepathy because I think yeah. that scene was just like, what is happening? I'm going to ignore this. <laughs> and instead of a shrill, I think like a super low tone bass, like a or, Yeah. Any, anything else would have been. <laughs> something super bassy so in the theater you would have felt it in your chest and you're watching at home with us with sound you'd kind mm -hmm. of feel it i think that would have had more impact there are parts of this film where i feel like the music is trying to carry the scenes yeah because of how overpowering it is i don't know if you go back and watch it there is a ton of music just to fill yes a scene where it's just a s static shot yeah or even the scene where uh Jack Nicholson is just sitting on the bed staring out the window where yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah. really creepy. I mean, it looks creepy, but I yeah. don't know. I, I keep thinking about all the stuff that was done. <sighs> I keep thinking about Jack Nicholson's hair. <laughs> like, okay, so early on with his hair the way it is, like, you know, it looks fine and it's, like it's back, it's it's kept, but it is. I mean, whoever you know had this choice of <laughs> this is what I want him to look like. His it was the perfect length, and his hair is just thin enough that when he yeah. starts to go a little nuts and gets hurt and starts chasing Danny and chasing uh, Wendy, that it comes forward a little uh -huh. bit, and so it's coming out straight out from his sides and falling down and framing his face. It looks it looks creepy, yeah. like it makes him feel that much scarier and creepier. Yeah. 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 If it was still like, if he still looked neat and tidy or if it were shorter, you wouldn't allow for it to fall like that and just be kind of like disheveled. But once it does, he just looks like someone that you wouldn't want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a nice touch whether it was intentional or not, but it helped. I don't want it to yeah. seem like I'm just like taking a crap on The Shining. But. No. <laughs> and I wonder if maybe Kubrick, I don't know what his investment in the movie was. It said he produced it and directed it, but I don't know if he was compared to his other works, like visually. Mm -hmm. 
it just doesn't seem like it holds up to some of the other stuff as much as I thought it would. Yeah. It, it making me feel like, oh, yeah, this is like a Kubrick movie, like through and through. Half of it feels like it. <laughs> and the other half doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's weird. Like really, really bland to oh, this is pretty scary. I, I don't even know if scary is the word I would use. Well, I guess I it is scary. Intense. Yeah, it's some intense, of it's scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of dread. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's a gross scene with a woman in the. <laughs> yeah. I think dread is a good word for it. It's a lot of dread. A lot of dread. Yeah. That yeah. just makes you feel claustrophobic, alone. What would happen mm -hmm. to you? What if you saw these things? How would you be feeling totally isolated with no one to save you or help you rather than actual like jump scares and right. suspense? We know what's going to happen. They're alone in this hotel. You know that things aren't going good so the suspense isn't as intense yeah right and i uh, i don't know i was thinking about what what other movies scare me and why does it why is that one scarier to me than this yeah and i i don't know like the things with the hotel i feel like if there was more i don't know if you just showed more empty rooms or more empty hallways and just I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, know if they this. lean <laughs> more heavily into like it's built on an Indian burial ground and Native American yeah, burial yeah. ground, um, be a different where, kind of horror. <laughs> yeah, like you said, like if if a camera is looking down hallway or in an empty room, or a character walks past and you see some a figure standing, or there, you're not even sure like, what you saw. Yeah. Exactly. Like those would be like jump scares and make it more on the. Scary the, side, yeah. Scary side. Yeah. I think what my I my point is that Kubik started to do some of that with some yeah. of the shots he did, where he would deliberately do a wide shot and make what is disturbing further away, so you can't right. really make it out what it is clearly. Like you can yeah. see the twins at the end of the hallway, but you can't really make out details on their face. You just right, know that right. there are twins standing there. Same when she's running up the stairs, she looks into the room and she sees like the bear costume person with a man. Right. Um, I liked those things as far as, you know, the creepiness of it. Even yeah. when he goes into the bathroom and you're standing in the doorway with the camera and it's, you're not getting any closer than that to the woman that's in the bathtub. Yeah. 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 Just presents it creepily. I don't know. Agreed. It's a long movie. Too long. Yeah. Make Chrissy fell asleep. <laughs> so much of it could be could have been left on the editing floor without changing it, the movie at all. Because like you said, there's a lot of shots where it's held too long. The mm -hmm. dissolves are too long. Um, like a lot of it could have just been, yep, shorten that by four seconds, shorten this by three seconds. <laughs> they probably could have shaved off a full 15 minutes off this movie. Yeah. But like which, I said, it's it's telltale how I feel about it because of, you know, when, when we grew up. I yeah. feel like if someone who was used to the slower paced films back in like, you know, yeah. The fifties or seventies. I like would appreciate this more long form movies too. that are quiet I, and pretty. I do, but yeah, this one just, there's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be quiet I still watch engaging. this. I, I tend to watch this like every other year, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, just to remind myself of what it's all about. 
I'm going to finish it anyway because it's been so long since I had seen it. So I do want to like go ahead and finish it, even though I got through a quarter of it. Um, because I, I mean, I it is a good movie, regardless. We're mm-hmm. we're looking at it through a new lens. Um, yeah, it's still good. I just I don't want to fit the the party yeah. and say it's a great <laughs> movie. I'm not going to be one of those guys. No, <laughs> I'm just going to say what I think. By any means. And, I, and to me, like I'm not a huge horror fan, so I don't know. I can't say that my opinion is better than others or anything like that, but so I'm a bit more selective on horror Mm -hmm. and suspense. And I probably wouldn't put this like, like most people would be like top five, the shining horror of all time. Like, I don't know. I would have to think about it. (laughs) It wouldn't be up there. Yeah. Anything else you noticed? Uh, just so I know Stephen King hated this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, did he, he really? Hate, oh, yeah, he hated the movie, and funny. I think I found out when he, when he actually made the miniseries, he didn't have the rights to his own property to make the miniseries, and he had to get the rights by uh, signing a contract saying he would not speak out publicly against the original 1980 film. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, because you know the miniseries would come out, and then that would be make people like, oh. It's- it's based off of, oh, yeah, that's the original. Oh, I'll go buy it or I'll watch it or I'll right, rent it. Right, yeah. He's like, no, oh, that one sucked. Watch this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, if you were remaking this movie, does can you think of an actor you'd like to see play Jack? Oof. I'm not sure if Christian Bale's too old now. I might lean that direction. But then again, he already did American Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. I think... Wait a few years, depending on what kind of movies he does. Maybe Robert Pattinson. Or Pats? Yeah. Okay. Just because I've never seen him in a role like that, I want to see it. <laughs> I've seen parts yeah. of uh, Lighthouse. I haven't finished that movie. And I know he's done some other stuff that I've never seen. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did watch Lighthouse. And it was weird. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's good. Like, I love the cinematography, the black and white. Like, I I really like the look of it. It's great um, in that respect. But it was just by the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah. uh, You don't feel any to me. I didn't feel any other way. But like, man, I watched that whole thing. And it it just leaves me feeling like it was weird. (laughs) So (laughs) it's it's worth watching for the cinematography alone. But he was like, "Oh man, that movie was weird." Anyway, <laughs> I don't. I, it's not a re. It's not a rewatch, for sure. Right. It's not a rewatch. And it's one um, thing you have to you have to give to The Shining. For me, at least, I can rewatch The Shining and be fine. But there are certain films that I just will only watch once, and I might yeah. say that they're really good, but I will never watch it again. Right. Um, I was thinking. Well. And it, I think it fits pretty well. Stephanie um, had mentioned like someone like Jake Gyllenhaal who kind of 
yeah works yeah, well as a it. creeper who gets angry like he does, does well with anger he does well with you know seeing un, seeming unhinged nightcrawler that's also and why prisoners. i think that's why i wouldn't want him to do it though because i've seen him it's almost too do that yeah, yeah expected yeah like yeah, a little bit yeah i want to see someone you don't expect that from right like I, that's what i would want yeah of course yeah. they don't do that uh, producers would have to be like well we're gonna make money we need to get someone who's gonna look creepy <laughs> i gotta get a name in there yeah, yeah we gotta get a name yep yeah they, right. uh, oh, I was going to say something else. Just, yeah, no, say it. <laughs> I'm going to say something else. Do they it. were looking at uh, Robert De Niro and Robin Williams for Jack as well. Yeah. And they said Even that though, uh, Robin Williams would be too unhinged. Yes. And Robert yeah. De Niro, he was afraid, would not be as unhinged. Yeah, I don't think Robert De Niro would have been right. And then also, yeah, like, sure. Robin Williams has the chops to be horror creepy probably. Yes. But I don't know if it would feel right because like you said, I think it either be like over the top mm-hmm. or because of the time period, people wouldn't believe it because exactly. at the time it was like pure comedies for him. So yeah, maybe later in life, but not during that time. Yeah. All right. That's why I'm going to stick with Robert Pattinson because he's, He's like I been hard to choice. Yeah. He he can show that he can act. So I want to see that. I want to see that happen with like some character he plays. No, I think so. I, th- I think that's actually a pretty good choice. R. Pats and there's this, I can't remember her name. And I was even just recent, I was just trying to look it up. Um, she's been in a couple horror movies. She's she's been Rebecca Hall. Like she, not because she isn't percent. Yeah. yeah, Not because she looks, she does look a little like Shelly Duvall, but like, I think she, I've seen her in some movies where she's a little distressed manic, but she's not a, like, she's a pretty good actress. Like I like her in in the movies I see her in. So I think she would actually act really well and she would be convincing. Have you seen, um, have you seen Nighthouse? No. She's in that. She, yeah, she is perfect for that role, I think. Yeah. So I think not that just came to my head. She didn't really act the way that Shelley Duvall did in The Shining, but I think that she would have the acting chops to do it. Yeah, I I agree. Like, I like her as an actress. And so I think she would kind of fit right perfect. And I think her and Arpats are like, I think she's a little older, maybe. Um, But I think they're, yeah, I think a little older. They would be it would be convincing enough that they were a couple. Yeah. yeah. Let's make this happen. I was going to say, um, all right, who we, do we talk to? Yeah. Who do we talk to? <laughs> who do we want to direct it? That's the thing. And I don't know if I'm not big on the this. horror directors, but <laughs> if you want to stick with the same aesthetic, someone that has like got a visual man, what if it was like a Sam Mendez uh, style, making go a straight Den- Dennis Villeneuve. Oh yeah. 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 Make it feel like a one, <laughs> you know, like yeah. one long experience. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know how they would I don't do know like, how they do that much time going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there'd be obvious cuts, but like, I don't know, something like that. Like someone who's got that would a modern visual style. Sam Mendes has got a, a wonder one. for the movie. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. That would, 
that would be great. Yeah. Huh. Let's make it happen. Hollywood. I know you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. Everyone is not. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it for uh, this episode. So, um, yeah, that's it. So if anyone would like to reach out to us, uh, please do, please do so. Um, at movie memory podcast on Gmail, you can send us an email, give us ideas for movies, feedback on episodes you've been listening to. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. That's movie memory podcast. Uh, other than that, I'm going to go edit this episode and shut out the world and anyone who dares to interrupt me, I'm going to treat them exactly like this. And we're going to make a new rule. Whenever I'm in here, you hear me typing. Whether you don't hear me typing, what the fuck you hear me doing in here when I'm in here, that means that I am working. That means don't come in. How do you think you can handle that?